Welcome to this episode of Consexual with News24 and Dr. Malin Vassaman, also known as Dr. Eve. I am Ntabi Nshapo, and in this series, we discuss all things sex to help you understand your body and your partners better to have a pleasurable experience every round. What goes on behind closed doors can vary from couple to couple or even change between the same couple over time. In addition, your definition of a healthy sex life might not be exactly like your partner's. In other cases, one partner may no longer feel turned on by the other or they may not desire sex because they are attracted to someone else or have a medical condition which makes love making difficult. And who better to discuss this than Dr. Eve? She's an internationally trained clinical sexologist and couple and sex therapist in private practice. She's an academic educator and author of four books. Dr. Eve, let's get right to the crux of it. What causes a situation where you find yourself in a relationship where sex just doesn't happen? Ntabi, thank you for inviting me. I do want to give a warning as we begin the podcast series that all of my conversation is done through a trauma-informed lens. And so some of the conversation that you and I are going to have may trigger trauma in people as we talk about trauma as well, threaded into people's sexuality and intimacy. Mm. Well, it's interesting that you ask about a sexless relationship mm. because statistics show that between 25 to 50% of people have a sexless marriage or sexless significant relationship which is pretty big, right? Yes, it absolutely is. Yeah. Mm. And what do we mean by sexless relationship? The definition of that is if you are being sex not being sexual for more than six times in a year with a partner, that would be defined as a sexless marriage. In other words, if you are not having a sexual activity which leads to intimate connection mm. with some form of orgasm or satisfaction or no satisfaction, less than six times in a year, you would be defined as having sexless. Mm. And there are many different reasons why people experience sexless relationships. Oftentimes, mm. it is an agreement between two people oh, wow. that actually we don't want to be sexual with each other. And we are just going to have a platonic, companionable parental relationship to our children mm. but for most times people get into relationships expecting that sexuality is going to be part of the deal Absolutely. that they're going to they're mm. going to encounter right yes so it can become very hot for the person who is not experiencing the sexual experience in fact both people suffer tremendously because mm. the person who's not being sexual feels guilt and shame and blame around it and the other person feels resentment and anger, and there is a mismatch that happens in the relationship. Dr. Eve, that's exactly what I want us to talk about. Mm -hmm. When there is a mismatch and you yeah. say um, in many cases somebody is unhappy or both are unhappy, yeah. um, which brings me to the question, how do we then start working towards a fulfilling relationship or maybe trying to bring back that aspect of the relationship? You know, Ntabi, there's such a focus today and pressure, especially with social media, on people that they have to be sexual. 
Yes. If you look on social media, there's always this thing about the woman being the victim, the woman being very sexual, the woman having to be a certain look, having to be a certain type. And really, you know, what is it that couples decide themselves on how much sexuality they want to be having? They shouldn't be following norms of what society mm. or social media says is normal. I, I want to just focus on you know, the pain of living in a sexless relationship. Yes. And we can look at you know, how to manage it, really. So oftentimes, sexless relationships occur because, for example, the woman has a history of childhood sexual abuse mm. or any kind of violation, even an adult event trauma, such as a rape or violation in her mm. life. It also can be because the relationship doesn't feel safe, that there's a feeling of, I don't feel safe enough to be that vulnerable and exposed with my partner. I don't trust my partner. I feel that my partner could harm me afterwards and they shut themselves down sexually. Because we all have capacity to be sexual, but there's so many dynamics that lead to that place where somebody's saying, mm, actually, I'm not interested. So most recently mm -hmm. I worked with somebody, a male in fact, who said, I'm no longer attracted to my partner. So I'm not initiating or engaging or responding to any kind of sexuality with this partner. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons is he was saying, because she's gained weight and it's like, ouch. That kind mm. of hurts. She's gained weight. Mm. But actually, it isn't about that. It's never that simple. There's always something else that's triggering him into having a sense of lack of attraction. Maybe he himself has issues around erections or in difficulties and stress in his own life or an illness in his own life that is making him not being interested in being sexual. So there are many different variables. Mm. And the most important thing is to be rather as you're asking me, you know, how can we manage it rather than looking for causes or blaming or shaming of people. Yes. It's like, yes. how do we manage it? You know, mm. what's happening here and how do we manage it when it's happening in mm. a relationship? Yes, absolutely. And I think, you know, as you mentioned, this was somebody that you worked with. Um, it tells me that talking about it is yeah. probably one of the first steps uh, to take, uh -huh. but it cannot possibly be an easy topic to bring up. Absolutely. How do you go about it if yeah. you're the unhappy partner? Absolutely. I'm going to repeat both people are unhappy because mm. even if you're the one who's not being sexual, every day you're thinking about it, it becomes a burden on you yes. because you feel like I should be being sexual. There is resentment, there's tension in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And I'm always much more interested in the tension in the relationship yes. than in the sexuality because mm. if you can manage the tension or get through the real relationship stuff that's leading to a sexless marriage the sex will happen you know yes. people know how mm. to be sexual but mm. it's just how do we get to be there so there always are the reasons why and then how do we manage those reasons what are the things that are what we call inhibiting me to being sexual with this particular person because when I do an inquiry, what's called a compassionate inquiry with my clients, it's well, let's say it's a female. She's masturbating and she's being sexual. And in fact, she's probably online chatting with other people and being very sexual. Yes. So there's something in that relationship that is inhibiting her from being sexual with that particular person. And that's where the focus needs to be. Dr. Eve, let's say you do get to talk about it and start to work through it. 
problems like this tend to exist over a, a certain period of time. It's yeah. not overnight or one night. So surely working through it will also take time. But is there a way to still be happy in that period mm -hmm. when you're mm -hmm. still trying to figure it out with your partner? Uh, I think if there is an acknowledgement and there is a partnership in Tavi, there's a partnership like we're in this together. This is a situation we're facing together. It's not yes. just your problem or my problem. It's a couple problem. If it can be a couple problem, then the couple can still maintain some form of intimacy. Mm. I also want to mention one of the biggest inhibiting factors for sexless relationships is that of religion. Yes. You know, religion comes in and gets people to behave in a certain sexless way. Mm. And then you get married. And suddenly there is an expectation of, oh, I'm going to be fully sexual and love what's yes. happening. But it doesn't work that quickly. Mm. And if a couple can talk together and, and have understanding and cooperation, they will then be able to reach out to a professional person to be able to manage it. And then there is intimacy. And after yes. all, you know, why do people want to be sexual? It's because they want to have intimacy with each other. Yes. Um, Dr. Eve, thank you so much for that because it brings me to what I wanted to talk about. When you have two people, mm -hmm. one wants to be sexual and the yeah. other doesn't want to be sexual, could it be um, an idea or an option for the one party who wants to remain sexual to explore their sexuality on their own without necessarily going outside the relationship? Oh. So I'm referring to things like masturbation mm -hmm. or anything else that maybe you could tell us yeah. about. In every couple, there is this desire discrepancy. In every couple, there's going to be somebody who wants to be sexual, or has a higher interest than the other partner, in every single couple. And I think if one can understand and accept that and to be kind and compassionate, and you hear me talking about kindness and yes. respect and compassion for each other all the time, if there can be an understanding that actually I have a lower desire than what you do, then there is an ability to negotiate how do I manage my sexuality. Mm. We do not want women just to be vaginas for men to be penetrating. We do not want women to be in that situation where they feel that they are going to have to be just dutiful or just to be used almost as a sex doll. Yes. And also, I don't want, you know, if it's a heterosexual environment, I don't want men to be feeling like, there's no response from this woman. Yes. I'm not enjoying it. Mm. I feel as if there is me just taking advantage of it. So it isn't a good idea. So what kind of solutions can there be? Yes. You talked about masturbation. Obviously, that is something that everybody does in any case. Mm. And couples have to decide, is this something we're going to be talking about with each other? Do we need to share our masturbatory behavior with each other or not? And mm -hmm. you know what disturbs people the most about masturbation? Yes. It's not the masturbation. It's actually the porn. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. So porn is what goes together with masturbation for both men and women. Yes. And people feel very upset mm -hmm. around their partner watching porn. So they'll say to me, oh, I really don't like the porn. But, you know, is it the porn that you don't like? I wonder. Mm. I think it's more around the fact that your person is being sexual without you. Yes. whilst engaging with images mm. or webcam or conversing 
with somebody else because then that feels like infidelity. Yes. And we'll talk about that at a, at a later stage, right? Mm -hmm. So it's about, first of all, acknowledging we have a desire discrepancy. Mm -hmm. It's saying, well, how are we going to manage this? Mm -hmm. Are we going to be having sexual activity on a set time and date? And I can mm -hmm. tell you that doesn't work. <laughs> that doesn't work, just like date nights don't really work. <laughs> I'm just going to be masturbating with or without porn, but you know about this and it doesn't mean I don't desire you. If you find that your partner's choosing masturbation and porn over partner sex with you when yes. you are interested, then of course you've got a different situation that's going on. Do you know why people, women specifically, are motivated to be sexual? Please do tell. <laughs> what, what ideas do you have around it? If you think about, you know, why is it that women, because we, we don't have testosterone. Yes. And women are not seeking. They don't really go out and seek being sexual. Mm. When they do seek being sexual, they, they are motivated mm. by different things to what men are motivated. Men mm. are motivated because they know I'm going to have an orgasm. Yes. And so it's like, oh, this is very easy. I know I'm going to have a satisfactory experience. Yes. But for women, there isn't a guarantee of orgasm because 33% mm. of women always have orgasms, 33% never do, and 33% sometimes do yes. with a partner. Yes. Usually with masturbation, they always have orgasms. Mm. So what is the motivation for a woman? What is the reward for her at the end of it? Yes. And the reward for her is I'm pleasing my partner. Mm -hmm. I'm feeling closer. I get more connected, mm -hmm. the intimacy is enhanced, my partner's happier, which means that we have a happy home. Yes. Everybody in the home is happier. And that's important for women to know that it's okay to be motivated by those facts rather than I need to feel horny and I don't feel horny and that means I don't do anything. If you can accept that those are good enough motivations yes. to be sexual, you probably will find that you increase your ability or your your availability to be sexual and even in, enjoy it because mm. it gives you a feeling of I am doing something wherein my reward is connection and intimacy with mm. my partner. Mm. Dr. Eve, in conclusion, I do want us to touch on infidelity because you uh -huh. mentioned it earlier uh -huh. because, you know, when people don't get the satisfaction that they crave, um, it tends to become an option, even if it's just in your mind to start thinking about, should I be getting this thing that I'm missing elsewhere? And um, nowadays people are more open-minded. People are opting for open relationships instead of um, infidelity or instead of doing nothing about the situation. In your experience, is this something that a monogamous couple mm -hmm. can successfully bring into the relationship if they're just not winning with um, getting some sex back into their lives? So I'm going to break that down into two pieces because I'm a therapist. And the first thing I'm going to want to know is what is it that you really are looking for? And the person mm. and it, I'm going to, I'm not being, I'm not being, um, against men. I'm not being sexist here, but let's say that it is the man who is 
going to want to go out and get sex somewhere else. He's going to say that. And then yes. I'll be present with him and say, tell me what it is you really want. Mm. And what he really wants as well is the feeling of being loved, desired, admired mm. by his partner. Yes. That's why he chose this partner, yes. male or female, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to go outside and to be sexual is that really scratching your itch yes is it really it mm. does give you some excitement and it gives you a measure of satisfaction and you get that feeling of being desired and loved and lusted mm. but it's not long lasting yes. you want it with your significant partner so that's the thing is you really want to explore what is it that I'm really longing for? Is it that I'm really wanting the more sexual part? Or is it that I'm really wanting to feel the connection, the mm. desire, the loving, the attentiveness, the appreciation, the acknowledgement mm. from my partner that yes. I long for? So I'm not dismissing the novelty, the excitement of being sexual elsewhere. What mm. I am saying is that that has really significant consequences. Yes, Really, true. so significant, mm. Ntabi, that... I found that I was not achieving much in my therapy room by the interventions and skills that I had, which got me to go and study further and train in trauma mm. because it's such a traumatic experience yes. to find that your partner has committed infidelity. Absolutely. So you want to try and avoid that for as much as, you pos as possible. And being in a sexless relationship shouldn't be a get-out-of-jail card mm. to go and have infidelity. Talking about polyamory or external, outside uh, relationships, what we call non-consensual, non-monogamous relationships, that's like a whole different world that yes. has to be discussed with a partner. It has pros, it has cons. Mm. It requires a lot of courage, a lot of conversation, a very solid relationship to be able to explore a polyamorous lifestyle or a swinging lifestyle, which is together mm. with your partner. And people do that, and they even find that when they do that, it adds sexuality and sexual desire yes. and sexual frequency into the mm. relationship. But it has to be really well-grounded couple and very well-discussed. Oh, thank you so much. And lastly, in closing, what final advice do you have for couples who find themselves in sexless partnerships? To be able to be compassionate with each other. And to be able to do the mm. work significantly with the therapist, to be able to understand what's going on. Because mm. people feel rejected and very painful and very sore when there is not understanding of why this is happening. Dig deeper. Look and see if there is a trauma that's underlying that. And work with that to be able to have a relationship where you can have intimacy. There you have it. Dr. Eve says, be compassionate with each other. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Consexual with News24 and Dr. E. It was a pleasure having you with us. For more stories about relationships and wellness, go to news24.com. Mm -hmm.